This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limit frequency. Good evening, my name's Ricardo. My name is Sam. And this is the Outer Limit Frequency. can really help to make a band i mean in theory but you'd be amazed at how often you can have a popular band that we just all accept how bad their name is and never even blink when they're mentioned for example foo fighters is an incredibly popular band with an incredibly stupid name so tonight we take a look at some bands with terrible names but some pretty good music and if this sounds familiar at all it's because we have indeed done this before and i'm Pretty sure we haven't reused any bands, but I just can't make that sort of promise. I quite enjoy Canadian Jazz Voyagers, Bad Bad Not Good, but their name is... Well, do I even have to say it? The fact that there are no spaces between these words, and that they are often fully capitalised to boot, is nigh on unforgivable from a graphic design standpoint. The joke is that they're really good good not bad. As a self-styled jazz band for people who don't like jazz, they have an impressive variety of music under their belts, covering everything from cinematic instrumentals to groove-heavy hip-hop. But it was their fifth album, called Four, that really helped to make their bones, and luckily it was an album good enough to help people see through that awful, awful name. And from that album, this is In Your Eyes, featuring Charlotte Day Wilson. Self of him and complete. 
dropped in quality over the years, the first two albums by British glam rock revivalists The Darkness were really good. Permission to Land was a hell of a debut, and One Way Ticket somehow managed to top it in every way. The one thing that I just could not get over is their name, The Darkness. It's both incredibly bland and sickeningly cheesy. It screams of high school band just trying to sound tough, but it comes across as, well, stupid. I mean, with their sound, having a dumb name actually kind of works. I'm just not sure the darkness was the right dumb name. From One Way Ticket, this is Knockers. Here we go. 
Last time we did an episode on this topic, I ragged on a number of modern Australian bands for their daft names. We laughed, we learned, good time was had by all. But it turns out this isn't a particularly new phenomenon over the ditch. After all, this is the country that brought us everything from the super imaginative Australian crawl to the outlandish The Brady Bunch Lawnmower Massacre. And from the 2000s, we have Sydney's The Dolly Rocker Movement to consider. As is all too often the case, they're pretty good. But you have to wonder if they'd be better known if they'd maybe workshop that name a little bit. Now look, I'm not saying the band should be hiring editors, but have you guys considered hiring an editor? Crap name or not, you should definitely check out their 2010 album, Our Days Mind the Time. This is a charming little Morricone-influenced psychedelic spaghetti western jam from that album called The Ecstasy Once Told.
rubbish for a couple of reasons first i just don't like having weird spelling in a band name just for the sake of it and second why were so many hard rock bands in the 80s and early 90s named after animals i am of course talking about Def leopard i'm sure you know who they are and how the name is spelled but just go look it up because i don't want to give myself a nosebleed by actually spelling it out also what does it mean why is the leopard deaf was it born that way what does it have to do with the music? Is it a tribute to a deaf cat they knew, and they're sad that the cat can't hear their music? Fair enough, I guess. Their music's pretty good. This is Fulin. Feel. I and I 
certain genres have very prevalent tropes when it comes to naming conventions, and nowhere is this easy to point and laugh at as it is with so-called stoner rock and metal groups. I'm sure I don't need to elaborate on the sorts of imagery and motifs that tend to populate these genres, you know, given the provocative tag that their music carries and all. But even with such a low bar, 2021 saw the arrival of the laziest stoner rock band name in history. Stoner, with an umlaut over the O, so that actually makes it more like Stoner. And what makes it worse is that this work of genius comes to us from two veterans of the desert rock scene, which is to say, two people we actually expect better from. Stoner is the latest project from former Caius acolytes Bryant Bjork and Nick Oliveri. Their debut album is called Stoner's Rule, which I have a whole lot of thoughts about that we just don't have time for right now. With these two involved, you know exactly what you're getting, and the album's lead single, Nothing, accurately sets one's expectations. hard to find on google spotify or youtube how about japanese visual key band d that's just one letter d so basically if the darkness is a revival of american glam metal d is that for japan they take what x japan did and made it way more glammy yes it's cheesy yes it's basically awfully dramatic anime and music form but it's also kind of great 
These guys have been around since 2003 and have released eight pretty popular albums, so they must be doing something right considering how their name should have doomed them to fade into nothingness. And this is probably the most popular song that I didn't play on our second ever episode. This is Seventh Rose. Oh, 
there's a real danger in having your band's name directly reference another better known artist or piece of art in that it's always just going to remind people of the more popular thing. And in fairness, most of those bands of that type were never going to become household names without such associations. Isn't that right? The Pizza Underground, or REO Speed Dealer. But of all these piggybackers, I would like to give props to British grime-punk duo Bob Villain. Not only is the wordplay pretty clever, but their music is so raw and uncompromising that it demands your attention no matter what they call it. Frontman Bobby says that they knew their debut album, 2020's We Live Here, was perfect when no record label was willing to release it due to the extreme content and messaging. This is challenging, transgressive music that pulls no punches when it comes to divisive and very serious social issues. So, if this sounds interesting to you, pursue at your own risk and ideally out of earshot of the impressionable and offendable. This is one of the band's few singles that I would feel comfortable playing on the radio. This is Fighting by the Church. are almost expected to have bad names so i had to mention one and i'm going with the one that i've been listening to a lot lately jack off jill i don't even know where to begin with this name so i'm not gonna try and honestly i don't need to tell you why it's bad even the people in the band have bad names you have your vocalist jessica that's with a c and a k no surname then you have tenny Cha, agent Mulder, and michelle in hell Honestly, they sound like a roller derby team, and yeah, that's probably the point. It's almost upsetting that they were so good then. This is Fear of Dying.
give a special shout out to all those bands with intentionally hard to search names i'm talking to you the men hockey the drums the the air earth yes the internet and the very best and an extra special shout out to english rock band the music for that one time in 2004 that i tried to buy one of their albums do you know how hard it is to ask some poor music store worker about an album whose name you can't remember when the band is called the music the album I was after was actually called Welcome to the North, and this is the title track, but a lot of awkwardness could easily have been avoided here.
There's nothing really wrong with naming a band Mayan. In fact, it's actually quite a good name for a symphonic death metal band. My issue is when bands stylize their name in dumb ways, and with Mayan, it reads like that mocking Spongebob meme where every second letter is a capital. Capital M, lower A. Capital Y, lower A. Capital N. Mayan is by no means the worst offender, but they are one of the ones with the best music, so I almost forgive them. And I mean, a bunch of the people in Mayan are also in other bands that I love, so even more forgiveness. Even if some of those bands also have bad names. Anyway, this is Celibate Aphrodite.
There are so many things that I detest about the name of German doom jazz outfit Boren and Der Club of Gore that I really don't know where to begin. The name is so bad to say and look at that they are nearly impossible to recommend to people. Across eight albums in nearly 30 years, Boren have been mining the depths of minimalist ambient jazz, which, now I say it out loud, also probably makes it nearly impossible to recommend them to people. It's mournful and sparse, and a really tough time if you're one of those actively listens to music people. But, if you ever need a background soundtrack for a dimly lit speakeasy in the underworld, then do I have the band for you. From their 2020 album, Patchouli Blue, this is Tef Gersenken, or Sunken Deep. Yeah, now I think about it, maybe I'm just jazz intolerant.
bands I've mentioned so far have been cheesy or weird in their own certain ways, but at least make some kind of sense. I mean, except for D, but at least that's just a letter. Some bands have the most gibberishy names which appear to just be a collection of words jammed together. Kind of like a Rob Zombie album title. This band almost has two acceptable names in their one bad name. Rolling Blackouts is actually a pretty good name. Coastal Fever is weird, but not bad. Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever? Nope, that's nonsense. It's honestly like they couldn't decide between the two, so just jammed them together. At least the music's more representative of just one half of the name though, right? This is French Press.
Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.